Welcome back to another installment of The Shepherd's Voice with Archbishop George J. Lucas. Archbishop, good to be with you. Thanks. It's nice to be with you as well. Excellent. We're here in the middle of Lent still, and I uh, was talking to one of our co-workers the other day. Uh, she's a mom of four. Uh, she has several teenagers, two, two or three teenagers, and then a seven-year-old. And uh, she said that during Lent, they've been really, they've been trying to be intentional about all of them spending some time with the scriptures during the week. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the several invitations you gave us, I think for this Lent was, you know, to try to do that. So we have a good student there. Anyway, so we were talking and, and she brought up a question that has been, I guess, dinner table conversation for them, which was if Jesus was God and man, why did he actually have to suffer? Why couldn't he protect himself from all the pain while he was being scourged and carrying the cross? They also asked, well, why did he have to fall down three times? Or why wasn't it just a sort of snap and, and it's over? So, you know, one of those, it's a simple question, right? <laughs> it's a great question. It's a question I think naturally comes from meditation on the, on the scriptures, on the life of the, of the Lord, and particularly on the passion that we, that we, in a sense, we take it at face value, but there's so much behind it. And, and uh, uh, that, that question does as occurred to us, why did the Lord have to suffer? And, and then why does anybody else have to suffer too? They're connected in our faith. The answers, you know, to, to, to both of those, both of those questions. And it's not a simple answer, but it's not, um, it's not something out of our reach either. When we take the, the coming of Jesus and his life, his teaching, his calling disciples, his suffering, death, resurrection, ascension, all, all of that together, we see at once um, how much God loves us, uh, that he wanted to enter into our human experience. To answer the question for us, you know, kind of in a definitive way, does he really care about us? The, 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 the fact of suffering, among other things, could lead us to uh, imagine that, that God doesn't care and that God's put us here, uh, maybe like pieces on a game board or something, and, and they might land here or there or or, or, or wherever, but uh, that it, there is God doesn't really care, doesn't really have a relationship, and some some things end up right side up and some upside down. Some people prosper, some people some people suffer. Mm. So that's a it's a question that's that's uh, people have thought about and and wondered about through through the ages. God is very clear in this communication of His living Word, uh, our, our Savior Jesus Christ, that He does value us. That He's He's looking in our direction more than that. He's he's on our side so much that he wants to enter into the uh, the, the human experience with its joys and and with its sufferings, taking on its limitations. You know, which 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 the Lord did. So he experienced everything, the whole range of the human experience, except he 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 didn't sin himself, uh, but he experienced the effects of of sin. Uh, Saint Paul says he he, he who knew no sin became sin. So he, he just, he entered so deeply in, into, into the brokenness of the experience of, of, of this world that, that he embodied it all, almost. Not, didn't embody evil, but, right. but embodied the, the, the humility, the, the lack, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the powerlessness, putting himself totally in the, in the hands of, the, of his heavenly father, trusting in, in the father's love for, for him and, and, and all of that evil enter, entered the world through sin. And so the, really the answer to the question of evil 
the catechism tells us, and some the fathers of the church speak to this too, that really the whole human, the whole Christian faith is the answer. And it, it takes the whole thing, you might say, to kind of understand it, get into it, but we, well, we can't understand it. Um, it. We don't explain it away. And, and it's, it, you know, there, simple answers are not satisfying, but there's a beautiful, clear answer. I think if, if we'll get into it. So I think the, I encourage the family that, that raised the question, you know, to continue to meditate on the scriptures and to read more and, and to think more and, and pray more about it because the, the, the answer is there. The understanding is there. It's, it's not meant to be hidden from us. But we understand it in the, in the framework of, of sin and redemption, that sin entered the world through human willfulness. And original sin um, broke uh, the, the, the harmony that was God's design for the world and, and for the experience of creation, but we, we would say the conscious experience of, mm. of, of, of human persons. God could, could have created the world differently and we already see, even we might say, even before original sin, the 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 world is was created so that it could develop. Um, things grew, presumably they plants or animals would have a lifespan and die, come to the to, to the end of that. So it it, it didn't it, it didn't exist in a state of perfection. We, we might say even even at the beginning, so there there was this. Um, Sort of movement, this vitality that God had, had built into it, and part of that, again, on the on the human level, it, it's it, it's a, a a particular gift, a particular manifestation of, of God's creative love. Uh, he gave man and, and woman the gift of freedom, so that we could come to Him uh, freely in response to His invitation, in response to all that He has given us, all, all that he, he has has done for us. So from the beginning, uh, we've at least partially said no. To that, we didn't, beginning with Adam and Eve, did not acknowledge God as God in every aspect. And uh, we see in in the, the temptation leading up to original sin, the the Adam and Eve being so kind of sold on this uh, on this untruth that you don't really need God to be, be God of every part of your life. There's a certain part of it you can kind of take care of yourself or, or reserve for yourself. That's every sin is like that. Where I basically say, I, most people, you know, are of goodwill, and if we have faith. We're mostly trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But when I sin, I find myself saying, not in the, so many words exactly, but really, you know, I, I, I trust God for most things. But this, in this area, I'm going to take control myself, and I'm going to be God in this choice, in this area, in this relationship, these possessions, whatever, whatever it might be. So the goodness that. That God has built into to creation and in and the potential that it all has, including for, for you and me to 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 turn to God and and to fulfill the purpose for which we have have been cre- been created. That's been it's been damaged. It's been tainted uh, by by sin. So we we've experienced the fallout of that. Some of it we bring on ourselves clearly, and then some is the result of sort of the accumulation of of sin and 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 brokenness that gets visited on us. Um, a pandemic is a, would, would be a good example of that. Something um, serious, although it seems very small, but it's serious, it's out of whack. And a lot of people through no fault of their own are, are burdened by the, by the impact of it. We live in a state of disharmony. So those original, you were talking about the original you said it wasn't perfect in the sense that it had, everything was completed at the beginning. Yeah, so it wasn't heaven. It wasn't heaven. It, it right. was earth. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but uh, 
but everything but was harmonious. Yeah, everything was still working in right relationship. And everything that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, it was. There was a, a kind of original justice, so there mm. were, things were in right relationship to one another and to God. Yeah, I forgot the vocab term. That was the point. Yeah. <laughs> Write that down. Original justice. <laughs> uh, uh, this is good. This is a you know, this is a useful term. Um, everything in right relationship. Uh, so, I, I want to go back to something you you mentioned as and and again I'll encourage our our coworker. Of course, she's she's raring to listen to this one. So, you said the the whole faith. All of the Christian faith is the answer to this problem, well, you know, the problem of suffering or the problem of evil. We think of evil, obviously, in the active sense of somebody doing something evil to someone contrary to, to justice, contrary to love. We're also we're talking in the, the largest sense of evil being the absence, absence of good. So the whole faith is the answer to this, this problem. So how is, it, how is it this answers the, you know, why did... Christ submit himself to suffering and to humiliation, to abject humiliation of being on the cross. Anyway, I, I wrote that down because I, I wrote it down for myself and also for our show notes. The, the whole faith is the answer. It's a beautiful answer. It's not a simple answer, but let's. can you help us understand that a little more? Right. So so God's not indifferent to it, for, for starters. That's one of the things that, uh, that, that we see. What we recognize is that in humility in in allowing himself to be broken to become powerless doing that willingly jesus has entered into evil and conquered it conquered it ultimately so the when we see his, his suffering it, it was real he wasn't just putting on an act mm -hmm. to be like us he was really experiencing it in in his humanity how uh, how he can do that as the son of god we we don't know for sure but we uh, accept the fact that, that he really suffered and, and, and he really died. But he's not dead now. In his body, rose rose from the dead and began already in this world, as other people could ex experience it, to, to take on a glory that is rightly his as the, as the Son of God that, that could be seen and experienced in, in his risen body. And th then rose from this world, went back we might say to the right hand of the Father, where, where, where now he, he lives, but uh, chooses to remain with us through the power of the Holy Spirit in the in our experience in in the church. So, he, as it sounds, I don't mean to be flippant, but he didn't just stop by, you know, and taste evil for a, a little bit and 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 then go. Uh, he he did have the experience of his life, death, and, and resurrection in a certain period and in time. But he does remain active in the lives of individual people and, and in our life as a as a human family through the the power of the Holy Spirit in in the church and the the scriptures begin to speak of that already in the in the first generation of the of the church and others have, have reflected on it that the that the body of Christ uh, continues to to experience suffering but also is able the members are able to taste the glory of the victory of, of Christ over, over suffering in, in this world. We make up for what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. That's another one of those. Uh, I, I don't know if they've read that far yet uh, in the New Testament, but that's, I think, along this. this part of it. So when we say the whole, all the Christian faith helps answer this, there are these various aspects. We can't, we can't pull them all apart. Sure, but, sure. But individual, we can we'll take a, a census like that, and it's good for, for meditation because yeah. it's, it's true. It's true in the context, but it's, 
but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, and as the conversation went the other day, you know, one of the things we were talking about was the, it's tied directly back to the incarnation itself, to, to actually being man. And, and if it, it, as you remind us a lot, you know, if the, if the quote project of Jesus is to be close to, um, and to bring all that is human into communion with the Godhead, with the divine, even if it wasn't quote strictly necessary because he's, he's God, he can do whatever he wants. Right. Uh, in, in our, our finite human way of thinking about it, it wasn't strictly necessary to do it this way. Going to the depths of human poverty shows us that, as you said, this is the seriousness with which he takes the human condition. I'm going to take on all of it. The world is broken because of human willfulness, human selfishness. And God in his providence has not chosen just to sort of make it right mm-hmm. and, and make it stay right. Uh, and we understand that if, if you should do that, it, it would me- mean the destruction of, of of human freedom. Generation after generation, we haven't learned our lesson, and we continue to to, yeah. to choose. We're capable of choosing. We continue to choose things that are bad for us, and that are that hurt us, and hurt hurt other people too. And so, if, why didn't why doesn't God just you know make it all right and keep it that way? Um, well, He doesn't want to. It's you know it's it's not His plan, and yeah. and it really is out of respect, you might say, if we put it that way, respect for us and, and for the, the beauty that, that he, he has given us of being able to, to love, to, to choose what, what's really good for ourselves and, and to be selfless in, in choosing good for others out of love for, for God. So having to live with, the, we might say this too, the, having to live with God, the plan of God that he's not ignoring evil and it, it's not as though he's just left us. Uh, alone to face it, but he's not, uh, as we would kind of say in our experience, he's not fixing it so mm-hmm. that we don't have to suffer or, or experiencing it. So what are we supposed to do? And what we're supposed to do is have a relationship with Jesus. So in while we're on our way through this world, on this pilgrimage in, in this place that, that does, that's not perfect, that doesn't involve suffering for all of us, terrible suffering for, for some some people, Jesus enters into that. So we're, he's in it with us. Doesn't take the, doesn't take the pain away. Doesn't take, doesn't take the suffering away, but, uh, he has redeemed the world. He's redeemed the the suffering and and the brokenness in, in an ultimate way, offering that as a pleasing gift to our heavenly father. And he invites us into that work of redemption as we're able. We have to learn how to do it and have to decide to do it. But as we're able to unite our sufferings with his, allow him to enter into that with us so that we're not, we're not alone. The, the isolation that, that the devil would, would want to see <laughs> caused by our, by our suffering or by, or by our sin, Jesus, we feel the cure for that already mm-hmm. when, in a relationship with the Lord and with other members of the body of Christ. The, the, uh, the suffering that we experience is an opportunity for us to invite the Lord in it's, it's also an opportunity for people around us uh, whose hearts are open and who, whose hearts are moved by our suffering to, to come to us in our suffering and in our isolation and to, to exercise their freedom in a way that is generous and healing, even if it's not able to take the physical suffering, for example, or psychological suffering, to just to take that away. 
but but the one who is who is carrying a burden of suffering can begin to experience already the lightening of that burden and the the healing of of, of the isolation through the the goodness the free choice of of others who, who surround that person with with love and with companionship yeah as you talk to young people you you said you just you've been doing a fair amount of uh confirmations recently it's I don't know if we can say it's confirmation season because that they happen in other parts of the year too. But they're picking up again. Well, it, uh, thankfully, the restrictions of the pandemic now are such that we can have have groups together yeah. for something. We, we their uh, parishes are having to do more than one or two or three confirmations uh, ceremonies so that people can can spread out. So but yeah, true. it's picking up again. Yeah. So, so uh, are there? Um, I mean, it, is this the sort of thing? You know, do you do you find these kinds of questions amongst the the people that are being prepared this year? Are they are they wrestling with this, I'm thinking, in a new way, perhaps because of the things around them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't had a chance to really talk to them so much one-on-one. Again, that's p- part of the, the, <laughs> the current limitations is we really don't get a chance to all, all vis- visit together. But I, I, I can see heads nodding when, when I mentioned you know, the, 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 the burden that this last year ha- ha- has been. I tell them, you know, I'm really glad to be able to celebrate confirmation because I'm happy to do it. And it's one of the things I've, that I was deprived of doing this last year, we couldn't have people together in the mm-hmm. same way. And then just acknowledge that everybody's been deprived of some really important things and some really serious things, even deprived of, of health and, and, and life. But I think you get the sense everybody's, everybody's there. We, you know, we kind of all get it and, and we desire to have this all over with, you know, so sure. it, nobody's, there's grace in it, you know, but I don't, most people aren't experiencing it as something just really pleasant. Right. Right. Yes. But, but my encouragement, uh, to the uh, people who are being confirmed and really to everybody in the congregation is to ask the Holy Spirit to help us recognize how close Jesus is to us. It's the, it's one of the things that the Holy Spirit does. And it's one of the gifts that Jesus wants us to experience as, as, as his disciples. And so if, if we're having a great day, Jesus is right in there with us, you know, rejoicing and offering prayers of thanks with, with us to our, to our heavenly father. If we're having a terrible day, if we're suffering, He's there too. He's not afraid of that. He's already proved that. He, uh, he's not put put off by suffering. He doesn't love it uh, because it's evil, but but he's uh, entered into it and and has made it uh, not unadulterated evil, but made it redemptive. Made it a path to to an experience of of life in God that we would not have have had otherwise. All these things can be a pathway to to Him. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which goes back to that thing about that word redemption, yeah. redeeming even suffering. Which prior to prior to the coming of Christ, I mean, save for you know, some philosophies here and there, what that might have tried to work their way around it, but can only be seen as as a negation, full stop. Like it's it's a bad it's bad, it's sufferings to be avoided, pleasures to be sought, period. You know and. God loves you if you have good stuff. And if you have bad stuff, you must have done something wrong. You know, this is the, the kind of general over time, like the, the kind of religious impulsive man ends up in that place. But but the quote negative is is part of his way. It's a it's a way toward him still. So you can you can be close to him in suffering. So the answer right, is, it doesn't mean the way is closed off right. to us. Right. Uh, we don't have to seek intense suffering. <laughs> we do uh, embrace mortification. We do it especially during the season of Lent because it, it is a way to conform ourselves to, to Jesus because he experienced that uh, on purpose mm-hmm. uh, as part of his um, pouring out of himself for us as, as an offering to the Father. 
One more important thing we need to add, though, it's a suffering tests our faith, and it really is about faith. That's why the looking at the whole of the Christian faith is important when we think about a question as important as this. Ultimately, uh, we're asked to, to trust that God is God, and, and that if, if God is God, He has bigger purposes than we can understand. He has a, uh, He's outside of time. Uh, Jesus entered into time to lay down his life for us, to experience suffering, to rise uh, from the dead. But God sees what, what you and I are experiencing today as part of, of a much bigger picture than we can see, a much bigger picture about us and, and, and about, about other people. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, again, it's not indifferent to it. And the coming of Jesus, the death of Jesus reminds us, if we look at it with faith, that, it's, that God's not cruel. He wasn't cruel to his son. He's not, not cruel to us, but rather very loving and, and loving to the nth degree. Even when we invite Jesus into our suffering and even when we embrace the cross uh, as it's given to us and, and allow our, ourselves to choose uh, to take what's given to us and, and to do it in faith, to, to pray through it, to you know, receive uh, good, good from others. We're aware that God knows of, of something going on for us that that we often can't see or gauge. Uh, our faith tells us that God's uh, what God is up to is, is all good. <laughs> There's nothing evil in God. There's God is love, and so uh, God is loving me, even if I'm experiencing real suffering, uh, and loving me through that. Jesus there with me, other people with me. We hope in the in the. In the community of believers, God is loving me through that to, to something much richer than that I have imagined. I might experience it in this world, and I think we we, we have those, those experiences where we come through a, a real challenging time, and we're better. You know, we're smarter, we're stronger, more compassionate, better in any number of ways. But uh, but that but that growing doesn't end here. Mm -hmm. uh, as we said at the beginning, God's created the world and 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 creatures including ourselves, uh, to, to develop and, and to continue to move towards them. So we're not finished yet. And the suffering is, is part of the, of the finishing, uh, part of getting us, uh, our getting to, to, to where, where we need to be. You know exactly how that works? That's not a scientific process, you know, so we can't measure it the, the way that we like to measure things. And because it's suffering is suffering, most of us would just would dispense with it if we could. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we don't explain it away and we don't say, oh, yeah, just have faith and it won't be a problem. <laughs> right. Uh, it's a big problem. And, mm -hmm. and um, it's a challenge to our faith. And it, and it, it breaks some people, you know, uh, who, especially if they're isolated in it, you know. And, and, yeah. and so uh, it, it's not a I can I can talk about it comfortably, you might say. But but it's, it's, it's a big question. It has, as you said, it has been from the beginning. The covenant that God established with His people in the Old Testament, and then all of the promises that that are now fulfilled in Jesus, that helps us see the plan of God at work, and we put it all together, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, put our faith in what God is doing, that of the purposes of God that are that are being worked out, even though we can't understand them completely. Yeah, yeah. I have friends who are have been, again, as we all do, had pretty dramatic situations in the past year, uh, some pandemic related, some just, yeah. just stuff quote, happens. quote, random <laughs> stuff happens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, but uh, I think the prayer that your encouragement brings to mind 
it's a simple one, but I've heard a few of them say they found themselves just praying, Jesus, make me aware of your presence. And, and it was a shift for them from revolutionize my circumstance, you know, take all the stuff away, change it all. Because, and not because they're masochistic, but I think because they realize in their dialogue with Christ and their, in their prayer, in their relationship with the church and everything else, scripture, all, as you said, all of it, this is the thing. This, this is the path. This is the way right here. So clearly there's some, mysteriously something, if he's allowing it, he's, he's, he's offering it to me in a sense. I'm beset. I'm, I'm being crushed. It's painful. Lord, make me aware of your presence in some way. And, and um, it's a really humble prayer. And it's a, it's a risk in a sense, but it's a really humble prayer. And it's been beautiful to see how it's been answered and how their eyes, as you said, they come out with a new awareness, a new, a new openness, uh, a new recognition that they're not alone. It's, well, it's a, I think a hunger for, for that original justice. Mm. You know, it's the, it's the desire to have God in my life mm -hmm. in the person of, of Jesus Christ, the son of the son of God who makes himself so accessible to us. So that's not a vain hope. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he's right there. He, he wants to be he's standing at the door knocking as he says, he doesn't bust the door down, but, it, but if, if we welcome him in, then we have, and God's in the picture again and, yeah. and we can begin to, to sort of move ahead grow even though the growth is painful and so any final uh commendation as it were <laughs> not a final commendation but a final word for us to take uh as we as we finish up this lenten season we hear it in the readings throughout the the season of Lent. we hear, hear it all year long but there's a special, special focus now that, that uh, jesus reminds us that we we can't have a right relationship with god if, if we don't care about our brothers and sisters. And, and he continues to send us to, to people not far from us who, who are, are carrying burdens, who are, who are suffering. It might be a physical suffering. It might be psychological. It might be loneliness. It could be, could be any, any number of things. The people, these people are not far from us. And, and the Lord really is asking us to, to, be, um, to, to be aware of them and, and to reach out to them because we're, we're, asked to preach the gospel with our lives and this, this gospel, this body of, of Christian faith, cr Christian teaching, which helps us enter into the mystery of, of suffering and redemption. It, can't, it won't be credible if, if the, the uh, members of the body of Christ, if, if the, the disciples of Jesus aren't ready to enter into the suffering of others and to you know, alleviate it if we can, or at least be present and, and accompany somebody so that the, the isolation, the worst effect of it, um, it, it, you know, is is in some way healed or or uh, lessened. Wonderful, Archbishop. Thank you very much for this time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, blessed Lent, everybody. We're we're still journeying through this this great season of grace. Excellent. Yeah. Then our probably probably our next dispatch will be in the next liturgical season. So look right. forward to that. Bring it on. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everybody. God thank bless. You. Thank you for listening to the Shepherd's Voice a podcast of the Archdiocese of Omaha. For more information, visit archomaha.org slash podcast.